Hey there, I'm Breezy. Welcome to Breezy Lifestyle. This real and super helpful series is called From Struggle to Success. I bridge a majorly helpful gap and am a poster child of many things, apparently. I bravely share my real life struggles and show how neuroscience and psychology tools absolutely can create a better life for all of us without prescription medication. Through the foundation of science and my real life, I show how you can turn any struggle into an absolute success without totally having to change who you are. We discover the power within ourselves and unlock it to shape the world around us as we need it for a lifetime. It's all about making better choices every day to feel better and to live better for a lifetime. I took back control of my life and so can you. Welcome to From Struggle to Success. What if I told you we have all gaslighted ourselves at least once, if not all the time? I have another question. Have you ever practiced gratitude or tried to be positive when things were truly terrible in your life? Did changing a few thoughts sprinkled with optimism ultimately change your real life situation? I think I can answer this one for all of us, and I am a huge offender of this practice too. No, we cannot lie to ourselves and say everything is all right when our life might very well be a raging dumpster fire. Remember the pandemic lockdown? Millions of us were stuck in emotional, financial, or mental limbo for many months, if not at least a year. No matter how hard we tried to stay positive, we were truly getting nowhere with our repetitive positive thoughts inside our lockdown disinfected homes. And I don't mean this in a negative way, but let's get real with ourselves, people. We all struggle to find a way out of what seemed to be like an eternal waiting moment. And I say this in solidarity, not in weakness. I'm not saying this to piss anyone off. I'm saying this to be scientifically factual and to help a lot of people. You cannot pray away problems. You have to go towards problems, face them head on, and take care of them. Thoughts and prayers are like a football coach. They rev you up and get you ready for the next thing you have to face in your life. I pray. I use the power of prayer. I am not expunging prayer. Prayer gets you going. A football coach gets you going. And what this really means is that it gets your nervous system activated, which gets you going towards that thing. We cannot lie to ourselves nor practice false gratitude in hopes of rewriting our real life story. We can rewrite our neurology, aka neural circuits, to better write our life story moving forward. If life is not good, then we will not feel good. Emotions are signals. You can mask the symptom, but not the root of the problem. Faking your emotions won't make them go away. Psychologist Carl Jung said it best. What you resist not only persists, but will grow in size. When we tell ourselves life is good and it is actually not good, then we are dysregulating our nervous system and creating greater issues in our life, potentially deep issues. When we lie to ourselves and live in that chosen lie, 
We can become mentally, emotionally, and or physically ill. We look around and say, WTF, I don't like this, but I can't let everybody know how much I screwed up in my life. Shame ties us to our current life and can make it hard for forward motion, even though the one thing we want the most when carrying shame is to get it off of our back. Motivation can be an absent motherfucker when we need her the most. We can create a deep and negative loop in our internal system, our nervous system, that prevents us from achieving the things we want and need for a better life. Our neurochemicals are wired in ways that could serve us better if we get aligned with our needs. Sometimes when we are far from our needs for too long, this can lead to depression and exacerbate other areas of mental health. When I feel shame, and when I am not actually okay with what is going on in life, my OCD becomes monumental and the super nagging negative thought patterns try to absolutely consume me. The rumination distracts me for hours during the day and keeps me awake for hours at night, every night. I fidget more. I am always incredibly anxious. I am uneasy on the inside because so much on the outside is messed up and I can't actually be okay or thankful for it. For so many years, I struggled with alopecia, which is a serious hair loss and balding autoimmune disorder associated with stress and behaviors typically deriving from anxiety and OCD. I thought I was going to be a baby bald woman for the rest of my life. My 20s were an immense struggle, not only with my mental health, but with my physical health as well. I was deeply depressed and eventually chose to be in an extremely toxic and abusive relationship with a drug dealing, compulsive lying alcoholic. I stopped believing in myself and what life could offer. Obviously, this decision, whether conscious or not, only made my entire life worse. My emotional and mental state had never been lower. I remember even wishing I was back in one of the many chaotic living situations my mother dragged me through as a child. I found myself wishing for and creating preference for my childhood traumas over my chosen adult relationship trauma. That's how fucked up I let my life get. And I just kept saying, everything is fine. I was miserable and constantly considering leaving Earth. Not kidding. But told every person in my life I was okay. Super okay. Smile plastered on my face, showing up for everybody all the time. Nobody ever knew. No one has ever known really anything going on with me. I always show up pretending everything is fine. My mind and body were outrageously uncomfortable and I chose to sit with it every day rather than do something about it. And what I really mean about doing something about it is that I chose to not do anything different every day. Every day I chose the same life, the same narrative, the same self-beliefs, the same feelings. I drank, I smoked, I stayed up late partying. I tried to numb my self-created pain for years rather than face my needs head on and start living a higher life. I continually chose lower level choices, which 
are going to create a lower level life. And I'm talking about lower level in the mind, our animal mind, where we're more reactionary. In this miserable lower level life I chose to play on repeat, I also chose to tell myself that everything is okay. Did everything sound okay? So many times I can recall drowning in sorrow, hopelessness, and deep-seated depression, and telling myself everything's okay and doing the positivity and gratitude practices I see all over social media. On Instagram alone, there's over 135 million good vibes posts telling us to stay positive. Stay positive for what? And how do we stay positive when the fact of the matter is that a lot of what is going on is just not positive. A positivity practice I would do when sad was step outside during the day. You know, get some sun, get some vitamin D, enjoy the beautiful weather. My face salty teared streaked and swollen from being upset would step out into the sun. I would have the sun fall on my face and I would tell myself, this life is beautiful. I am beautiful. Tomorrow will be a better day. I didn't know then that we absolutely cannot lie to our nervous system. I know now that those practices do not work and can be deeply dangerous for our well-being. False gratitude and toxic positivity are detrimental. Point blank. They are not helpful practices, especially if struggling with depression, anxiety, and other mental health disorders. I will say it before and I will shout it again. We cannot lie to ourselves. Relationships, finances, friendships, your self-beliefs and esteem, career, hobbies. Think about this. If they are not actually within your boundaries and standards, then they likely do not meet your needs. Yes, that is how we know our needs are being met, by identifying and totally honoring both our boundaries as well as our standards. This is our lane. These are aligned with our life vision and self-beliefs. It can be assumed things outside of your lane and outside of your aligned needs are not to be thankful for and should not be in your life long term. Get to know your boundaries and standards and never let them go. If you want help defining your life vision, self-belief, and boundaries, feel free to get the two free lifestyle success courses on the website. Remember, the more we let into our life that is outside of our needs and likely just within our wants, then the more we allow distance to come in between our needs and ourselves. Desires and immediate wants are like roadblocks to your better long-term life. Your choices can keep your lane clear or always under construction. Remaining clear and true with our needs, aka boundaries and standards, is almost like an organic and naturally occurring guarantee that we are going in the right direction in life. Another massive indicator if we are on the right path and within our lane of needs is if we feel fundamentally comfortable. I'm not talking about uber amazing or feeling great all the time. I'm referring to our natural state of being content and if our nervous system is regulated. Anxiety, inability to sleep sufficiently, substance use and abuse, and spending hours in front of a non-work screen are indicators we are misaligned and dysregulated. Check in with your habits to see if they are aligned with your needs. 
If you'd like more clarity on habit, habit formation, and what the F is controlling us, please check out podcast number six, which is all about being in control, leveraging neural chemicals, and all things habits, behaviors, choices. Now that we have established what our lane is and how to know if we are meeting our needs or not, let's clear up the following terms, gratitude and positivity. More so toxic positivity. Having a positive mindset is a life tool we can choose to apply. Meaning, it is something we choose to do in life as part of our behaviors, which can become a habit or personality trait. We can tell ourselves to think a certain way and adopt that thought process. Mindset can make or break who we are and how we feel about life. Many people lack ambition and motivation have adopted a fixed mindset. Chicken or egg on the following that I hypothesize, depression can amplify a fixed mindset and or a fixed mindset can amplify depression. Hmm. It's crucial to our well-being that we control our mindset and maintain awareness. I will always urge each one of us to adopt an adaptive growth mindset. Gratitude is a feeling and state of being. Gratitude can activate and cultivate neural circuitry that can further regulate our internal state. What? Gratitude is literally a powerful tool we can use. I am going to very briefly relay the science about gratitude, but just know that it is a seriously researched practice and state of being. It can activate us for great change. So just to be clear, gratitude is not you forcing yourself to think a certain way. Gratitude is an entire internal shift and state of being. Wild. So let's get into this. Practicing gratitude just once a week can lead to a long-lasting impact on our well-being. A regular gratitude practice can provide resilience to trauma. It can provide a reframing and resilience to prior traumatic experiences. It can buffer people against the negative psychological effects and physiological effects of earlier trauma. Gratitude can also inoculate people in many ways to any traumas that might arrive later in life. It is a life tool that can be applied to amplify our life on for forever. This is so powerful. Gratitude can allow our nervous system to shift into a parasympathetic state. This allows our nervous system to rest. On a day-to-day -day basis, many of us are stuck in a sympathetic state or a state of stress, also known as fight or flight. Therefore, we need to put our bodies into a more restful or relaxed state daily. A gratitude practice can be a catalyst into this parasympathetic state. Gratitude can also activate the hypothalamus, a structure at the base of our brain. This is important. This activation can promote deeper sleep, improved metabolic function, and can help out the immune system by lowering cortisol and boosting an antibody blood protein called IgA. Having lower cortisol levels and sufficient sleep often leads to lower inflammation levels in the body, which is beneficial to both the body and the brain. 
the neurochemical, the anti-inflammatory, and the neural circuit mechanisms that gratitude can evoke are equally on par with some of the effects of pharmacology, as well as other things that we think of as more potent forms of self-intervention. So if we are of the mindset that a gratitude practice is spiritual and will not amount to anything, get your bearings, people, because the research data significantly points to the fact that a gratitude practice is a very potent approach to steering our mental, emotional, and physical health in a positive direction. And those effects are very long-lasting, if not for an entire lifetime. A lot of people agree that we need a gratitude practice, but we have to put work into it. If we are practicing false gratitude, then we are receiving the opposite effects aforementioned. Are you starting to see how false gratitude and toxic positivity can dysregulate our nervous system? Our well-being is determined by our thoughts and feelings that are established by our beliefs about the world. What we see, we believe. What we believe, we feel. What we feel further strengthens our beliefs. It goes around and around. We can accomplish being in a more relaxed state by shifting the way fear and defense networks in our brain actually function. Did you guys have any idea gratitude was this powerful? This is amazing. If we are in a negative headspace or defensive state of being, then gratitude cannot be present. There is a seesaw internal process from our defensive side to our gratitude side. We cannot be simultaneously anxious and grateful, for example. Gratitude is called a pro-social behavior or pro-social mindset. To be clear, we can be grateful for something without it involving somebody else. Pro-social does not always mean with other people. Pro-social behaviors are any behavior or mode of thinking that allow us to be more effective in our interactions with other people, including ourselves. You count too. There are actually neural circuits in the brain that are specifically wired for pro-social thoughts and behavior. These are very different areas of the brain than for defensive behaviors. Pro-social circuits light up in the brain and defensive behaviors are antagonized or reduced when pro-social circuits are active so only one can exist. So rather than shutting down or moving away from something because we are being defensive, we're in a defensive state of being, when we are practicing gratitude we are more open and a forward motion. Doesn't that sound spiritual? You guys, remember we are in the relaxed parasympathetic state and not the fight-flight state of arousal. Because defensive circuits are designed to keep us safe, psychologically and physically safe, they are more robust and are actually stronger to drive our behavior more easily. Biology made us alert creatures, and so these mechanisms are strong inside of us. Remember, we weren't always these like highly cognizant animals. We were more so animals. We were really trying to survive. There's a lot more danger than there is now. This may be why a lot of us deal with, suffer with, and or entirely live with anxiety, for example. 
We are perpetually trying to safeguard ourselves in maladaptive ways through our defensive mechanisms. And one of those ways is by being overly alert and over-analytical of our experiences. When we are hyper-focused within the present moment, but with concern and awareness toward what is not good, then we are eliminating the capacity and space for gratitude to exist and come through. We can't be okay or thankful when we are anxious or alert. Obviously, when gratitude cannot exist and come through, then the things in which we are grateful for cannot exist and come through to our reality. We can't even think about it. Our reality is consumed by the negative thought patterns, shame loops, rumination, and overly analytical ideas of people, places, and things. I know that we've all been there in our minds more than once. We are very dynamic, complex humans. We have faced stress, anxiety, roadblocks a lot. And we have this choice of are we going to become defensive, frustrated, anxious, and use that lower level part of our mind? Or are we going to bring all this information up to our prefrontal cortex and make sense of it, use it to our advantage? The thing about our brain and evolution is that our mind and body have done an exceptional job in making sure that we survive every day. But now that we live in modern times, I neurologically philosophize that our mind and body through evolution has not caught up to the fact that now we need to thrive as cognitive creatures. No longer do we have to strive for survival in this technologically advanced world where everything that we want as well as need is literally a click away or around the block. Our nervous system is set up to be much more wired toward things that are not good and dangerous and looming. And this includes darkness. Did you know we have far more neurons to process darkness than we do for light? Why do you think this is? It's because there's a lot more danger that lurks in the dark and that can come toward us when it is dark around us. We have less need for the ability to process light because much more things are visible within light. I know this firsthand as someone that lives with CPTSD. I am terrified to close my eyes at night. Oh my goodness. And it's because my body thinks that it should be in fight or flight mode. I am always trying to protect myself. It has taken me two decades to work through that fear and reduce my autonomic response as so I can sleep better, as so I can feel better. But I did it, and you can do it too. Tying this all together with our modern world, think about how much not good in the world is illuminated. Think about how much we highlight every day on social media. We are interacting with all these things around us and assuming that they are safe and comfortable and good for us because they are illuminated and there is not any immediate biological danger attached to them. Unfortunately, there is a lot of danger in the modern world. There is a lot of danger attached to most things we are subjected to every day. We just don't consciously realize it. It is far more psychological within the mind. What we do every day has a direct impact on how we feel as well as what is going on in our day-to-day -day life. 
What we read and see and watch every day directly impacts our internal well-being. Not only that, but what we experience every day directly determines the quality of our sleep, the quality of our skin, the quality of our health, and the quality of our relationships, including with ourselves. Biological evolution apparently has not caught up to the fact that neurologically we need stronger mechanisms in place because now we are putting ourselves in danger through our modernized choices, especially with technology. We are in cognitive danger. Our mental health needs to be better protected and there is a lot we can do to help our mind and body achieve better functioning and protection. What does this have to do with gratitude? What does this have to do with toxic positivity? This directly has to do with the fact that we might be unintentionally but deeply hurting ourselves by looking around and saying, this is okay, this is all right, I have some money, I have some friends, there's nothing inherently terrible going on in my life. Think about the starving children in Africa. Think about the child labor workers in China. We minimize our feelings and our modernized problems. And I know we're well-intentioned in doing that, but in turn, we end up really hurting ourselves. And not only that, but we tell ourselves everything is okay and fine. And therefore, we are practicing false gratitude and implementing toxic positivity, whether we mean to or not. The damage is done as soon as we bat our eyes and put on a fake smile. Toxic positivity and false gratitude will absolutely dysregulate our nervous system and therefore we will experience mental, emotional, or physical illnesses. I made countless choices, especially throughout my 20s, that resulted in me living a lower level life. I was sick and vomiting all the time and no, not from being hungover. Nausea began to consume my life after two years of intensely going against my needs. This was when I realized I needed to close down my retail, end my abusive relationship, move out of Wisconsin, and discontinue drinking alcohol every evening to knock me out from my shitty reality. It's really deeply important that not only we become aware, but every day we appropriately utilize the power of gratitude as well as the immense implications that reside in every single choice and behavior we choose to do. When gratitude practices are performed repeatedly, one can actually shift their neural circuits such that the seesaw of prosocial behaviors and defensive behaviors can actually start to tilt and, and stay that way. So like that access point moves and so then it's, it's more so for gratitude. I'm not big into the geometry. Sorry, I'm a brain person. We can strengthen prosocial circuits as defensive circuits become more quiet. Prosocial begins to dominate and our physical and mental characteristics are enhanced by default. Over time, we don't have to constantly be in the practice of gratitude, you know, trying to be happy, trying to feel okay. In other words, we can teach ourselves to activate this parasympathetic mode of being as well as feel truly positive going towards our needs while living life each day. 
To be clear, gratitude is a mindset tool and can be used to strengthen our nervous system regulation. Real quick neuroscience. Neuromodulators are chemicals released in the brain and body that change the activity of other neural circuits. These make certain areas more likely to be active and other areas less active. The main modulator for gratitude is serotonin. We love serotonin. Serotonin is that super feel-good chemical where we look around and we're like, yeah, this is awesome. But think about that. What if we look around and things truly aren't awesome? Real quick neuroscience again. One piece of neurology that sets context and meaning to our experience is our medial prefrontal cortex. This involves our planning, thinking, and evaluating experiences from our past, present, and future. When we do anything, it can actually be healthy for us because we want to do it or because we know the health benefits from doing it. It is not healthy to do something when we do not want to, aka it's certainly not healthy when we live a life that does not work for us. Our medial prefrontal cortex controls other areas of the brain, such as the hypothalamus, and positively impacts the neurochemicals released into our brain. So it doesn't just impact the neurochemicals, it positively impacts them. When we deliberately make a choice, this is a really good one because this activates the autonomic nervous system, such as jumping into an ice bath, we are deciding to put ourselves through discomfort and research even shows it provides a positive impact on dopamine, anti-inflammatory markers, immune system, and so on. And it is absolutely not the same if you were pushed or insisted to go into the ice bath or do a polar plunge. So motivation plus desire equals discomfort can actually create great change. And you know you guys hear me say this on Instagram every day. It's through that perceived pain we get the greatest results. Because that perceived pain is dopamine trying to get you to do your low, lower level stuff most likely. So it hurts because now you're trying to override those mechanisms and make better choices. So we can do things in life that are uncomfortable and still be totally aligned with our needs. The path to a better life and better feelings is not always a clean and clear fast lane. Usually there are many roadblocks and challenges along the way as we putt along. When I set out to be a successful online and retail business owner at the age of 23, I had to feel a lot of immediate pain, from dopamine usually, in order to get what I needed and reach my goals. I had to say no to a lot of immediate pleasures, like going out clubbing or weekend gatherings. Parts of my body wanted to be instantly rewarded with fun, but many parts of my higher level mind knew that I would be far more content and happy if I stuck with my long-term needs. I had a life vision and I stuck to it. I was immensely happy, healthy, and satisfied during the first few years of running my business because even though I made a lot of pleasure-related sacrifices, I was living an aligned life and therefore my nervous system was happy. Here's some amazing research information. When a mouse is choosing to run on a wheel, 
they are happy. And do they love running on the wheel? Seriously, they do. When a mouse is running not by choice of forced on the wheel to run, they are uncomfortable and frustrated. It is not good. All different parts of their brain are lighting up. They're stressed out. The neurons in the medial prefrontal cortex are complicated, but they change how we feel about experiences based on if we choose to do it or we're forced to do it. Same goes for if we are forcing ourselves to live a certain life. This part of our brain is somehow able to adjust the activity of other neural circuits. They take neural circuits that just do whatever they want, you know, they're reflexive, and place a context onto them. Gratitude is a mindset that activates the prefrontal cortex, and in doing so, sets the context of our experience such that you can derive tremendous health benefits. When we frame a choice to our needs, it has a positive health effect. We cannot be injured or in physical pain and tell ourselves that this is good for us and it will not hurt. We cannot lie to ourselves, not from emotional pain, physical pain, or cognitive pain. When we lie to ourselves that something is good when it is not good, that is toxic positivity. Toxic positivity is a very serious matter. It is damage we are doing to ourselves, deep damage that can potentially take years to undo once we realize. This podcast exists in hopes to halt low-level decision-making before it creates a negative impact in your life. Learn from my mistakes. I mean it. The root cause of this serious matter, toxic positivity involves dismissing negative emotions and responding to distress with false reassurances rather than empathy. It comes from feeling uncomfortable with negative emotions. It is often well-intentioned, but can cause alienation and a feeling of disconnection, not only with others, literally with yourself. The antidote to toxic positivity is tragic optimism, a phrase coined by the existential humanistic psychologist and Holocaust survivor. Viktor Frankl, life is suffering. No amount of positive thinking exercises will change this truth. In the context of mental health, toxic positivity can pose a serious threat to emotional stability. Just like substance use turns into abuse when it begins to interfere with other parts of our life, positivity can become toxic when it is forcefully used to downplay delegitimize or undervalue negative emotions. Toxic positivity is a form of self-gaslighting. Bright-siding is a subcategory of gaslighting, which you probably know about by now, at least gaslighting. I know we've all probably slang that around in a relationship or two. Often it is a toxically positive and well-meaning attempt to offer comfort. This is a toxic and unhealthy Phenomenon where someone insists that no matter your situation, you look for some kind of positive. Yikes. While cultivating a positive mindset is a powerful coping mechanism, toxic positivity stems from the idea that the best or only way to cope with a bad situation is to put a positive spin on it and not dwell on the negative. Life is an array of every type of feeling and experience. How dangerous is it for us to just shut down vast parts of who we are and how we function. 
we have become ashamed of negative emotions and what we call our shadow side. Alas, without darkness, there cannot be light. We need all the parts of ourself. Research from Brene Brown shows that the energy source of shame is silence, secrecy, and judgment. When we bottle our emotions, shame is usually in the driver's seat. The worst part? We usually don't realize we are experiencing it. Shame debilitates the human spirit. It's one of the most uncomfortable feelings you can feel. I have let shame shut me down for years of my life and close me off to the people that matter to me most. Shame, in my opinion, is outrageously powerful. I'm, I will have so many podcasts on shame. Oh my gosh. I'm shame spiraling right now. Okay, so how do we overcome and transcend toxic positivity and a false gratitude mindset? One way to overcome toxic positivity is by learning to regulate emotions. We have to get real with ourselves and accept our feelings as they are. If we do not like our feelings, it is very likely we do not like the thing associated with that feeling or those feelings. This is where you determine if that not good feeling thing is within your lane. Toxic positivity cannot reside within your lane, which are boundaries and standards. All right. So what are some shitty gratitude practices? Basically, what are ineffective approaches to gratitude? Writing, reciting, or thinking about what you are grateful for and then feeling it deeply. I know we hear this all the time. And now you know what's there to write, recite, or think about if your life is a raging dumpster fire. You need to take action. You need to change things. As we know, this is a thought process that only works if, if life is good basically. This in actuality is the beginning roadblock to manifestation, which if you listen to that podcast episode, freaking life-changing. Also, writing, reciting, or thinking about what you are hopefully grateful for can activate you to do different things and create different outcomes, but will not change how you feel about the present because what is on paper is not also in reality. You're not writing on paper and then like throwing it into the air and poof. Now your life is different. Now your life is what you wrote down. So writing, reciting, and thinking is a great way to begin manifesting what you actually need to go toward. Cold baths are chanting, so getting that sympathetic part of your autonomic nervous system super activated. Um, yeah, so this increases autonomic arousal. And it's a great momentary tool for switching internal gears. It can ultra-activate you, and you can use that energy to then go toward what you're manifesting. But you can't use that energy to change your current state, but you can use that energy to change your forward motion, so change what you're going to choose in the future, your behaviors, whatever it is. So this can deeply activate our self-belief, which can motivate us toward our goals. But again, it's not a mindset. This is activation to do. Uh, another one that I see a lot is expressing thanks. Okay. That's weird. Like, how can you just, like, express thanks toward not good things? And I know a lot of us might have, uh, my brain just did it. I was like, oh, no, always find the positive in things. <gasps> 
that toxic positivity is really wired in there. Social media did us dirty, which we did ourselves dirty because we, we are the people posting. Gratitude always has to be genuine between both parties. Both people have to be grateful of what has just happened. What we tell ourselves has to be true. It absolutely has to be reciprocal and not forced in any way. So if we're expressing thanks when we're not actually thankful, then we're not actually grateful, scientifically so. Being thankful is a useful practice. We need to be aware of how we actually feel about our life because faking thanks will likely just make matters worse, at least inside of us. Your mind might be reeling right now. You may be thinking there are plenty of realities where gratitude seems impossible. What about if we have an undeniably shitty family and have to go to family gatherings with them? What if I hate my job, but I am told I am so lucky to have it? What if our trauma or PTSD tries to consume us every single day and that's our living reality? What if we struggle with putting on the liquor or other substances? This is where we leverage our neural chemicals and take back control. This is where we identify where dopamine is running the show inside of us and start saying no to our immediate desires and begin saying yes to our long-term needs. This is where the work can really hurt. And this is exactly where the greatest change takes place for each and every one of us. Whether we are in a tight spot in life or just want to feel a bit better, it is always about our daily choices. If you feel like life has gotten the best of you or you're out of control, please go toward rather than away from the life-changing content I shared in podcast six, talking about behaviors, habits, personality, and overall control of life and feelings. There's a lot more research on gratitude and how it can shape our life for the better. I'm going to share more of that work in upcoming episodes discussing trauma and PTSD, as well as CPTSD, as I believe a gratitude practice can rewire and readjust our nervous system in profound ways especially for mental health. You will also realize gratitude is indirectly yet deeply mentioned in the next podcast discussing givers, takers, and matchers. What kind of person do you think you are? I'm more so giver-leaning, but I aim for matching. Receiving gratitude is very potent and powerful when there is prefrontal activation from gratitude received. So the gratitude has to be authentic. It is always up to us. We always have control. Even if it seems like we have lost it, it never slips away from our grasp. It just may have slipped far from our perception. If you want to learn even more, check out the blog where you can also find recommended products and supporting links in each blog post. You can also enjoy two free lifestyle success courses, as well as other options to upgrade your life. All the best today, Beeb. You got this. This is Breezy signing off from another episode of From Struggle to Success.